0: You're one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday. Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, the future of meetings. Vanessa Moss is here. She's an astronomer at the CSIRO. Good afternoon. Hi, Richard. Vanessa, in in disciplines such as astronomy, there's been this real effort to find new ways of of working remotely. You were starting doing this even before COVID.
1: Yeah, I think like, I think this is true, like across society as a whole, we've really been part of this transition that's been happening in the way that we embrace technology, the way that it's part of our everyday lives, and especially the way we collaborate. So, you know, this is the way we do meetings, the way we work with people on other sides of the country or around the world. And because astronomy has been this, you know, internationally distributed community pretty much from the start, we are always, you know, looking for new ways that we can do this better.
0: Well, your real pathfinders, in particular, your Australian Square Kilometre Array Pathfinder, is a really good example of something which from the very start involved meetings with people from around the world.
1: Yeah, so I think that ASCAP is, so the Australian Square Kilometre Array Pathfinder ASCAP, it's such a good example of why remote collaboration and remote communication is a central part to how we even just make it work. So in terms of across Australia, the telescope itself is in the middle of the West Australian desert. Well, I guess it's the Shire. And that's a very remote location. So we have staff on site who are there during the week that we need to keep in touch with to know what they're doing with the telescope or what they need. And we have people in Geraldton and in Perth who are critical to the operations. We have people in Sydney who, you know, All of us working together is actually what makes ASCAP work because we all have different roles in the overall operations. So I think yeah from the beginning ASCAP has always been a project that really depends especially you know for operations within Australia Um, but then because it's an international science project that has a lot of invested interest from scientists around the world we're constantly communicating in global time zones to try and keep everyone up to speed.
0: We're talking about uh, the interaction and the future of meetings. We're going to talk in a moment about virtual and augmented reality and the role that they might play. At the moment, though, for most of us, that hasn't arrived. This remote working and remote meetings involves these, uh, you know, use of, of technologies such as Zoom. They're pretty basic and they give a lot of people, well, Zoom fatigue, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely been something that's making the rounds right now, right? Because people, you know, we're, we're in this situation because of the coronavirus situation that we really have to fundamentally change the way we work. And so the telecon has become, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that for most of the listeners, the telecon was probably already a part of their lives in some way or another. But now it's like it's the main way that we work with people. It's the way we keep in contact with people because we're all... Distributed. And so, yeah, Zoom fatigue has been going around because I think people are realizing that even though the telecon is, in some ways, a very critical part of how we've been able to keep working in these times there's a lot of limits to it and it's quite tiring it's not the same as natural engagement face to face there's a lot of subtleties like i've heard people talk about how it's hard because you have to really focus on listening in a way because sometimes the technology can get in the way you're missing subtle cues about body language that it would be very easy to see in person so there's all of these things combined means that there's really i guess important limitations to the telecon as a way of communication for the future
0: Okay, so we now come to the next generation of stuff. You've you've already been playing with it as an astronomer, but virtual and augmented reality is a way of having these meetings. Uh, you, you've done a few virtual reality uh, talks in recent times. What does that feel like?
1: Um, yeah, so I'm so excited about you know the next generation of technology and what it's going to mean for the world, and I think for the first time, it really feels like we're almost there. You know, these technologies are available to people. They're much cheaper than they used to be and they're much more standalone. So that helps a lot. Um, I have to say, you know, in astronomy specifically, there are cases where we have used virtual and augmented, but it's really not. Right now, a part of our, our you know standard workflow, there are um, people around the world who are looking at loading datasets into virtual reality to give us you know these complex multi-dimensional sets. Do we get a better view if we're sitting inside them? So there's that aspect. Um, the meetings that I've dialed into recently have been more focused on you know there was one in VR that was about the experience of someone who had run an educators in VR conference completely in in something called alt space, and it was that person presenting, like she was presenting her experience there to an, a global audience of like tens and tens of people. Like I, it was like 80 people in the room I was in, but they were cloned across many. So I don't know how many mm-hmm. they had total. The and, thing well, I like wearing, is, just, just
0: describe it for us. You're wearing one of those sets, headsets, are you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have, I have a Quest and I had it on. I was actually, I have to confess, I was sitting in bed while doing it because it was mm-hmm. American time zone and it was like, I don't know, 6am or something. Um, yeah. So you're sitting in there and you have because of the sense of immersion these headsets provide, you feel like you're sitting in an audience. So you see people surrounding you, you see the speaker, it's avatars at the moment, but I think there's gonna be a lot of development that makes this even more realistic and more immersive. But like there's someone standing up the front presenting slides and you're part of this online experience. So I think compared to a telecon, I've dialed into many telecons lately, Zoom, Mm -hmm. WebEx, all of them, um, it's, it's a very different sense of immersion.
0: And, and you can imagine, I mean, let's, let's use the, uh, the Pathfinder array as an example. You can imagine uh, maybe talking to your manager who's actually on the site and he would be or she would be walking around the array and pointing out things that need uh, attention and you would be as if that you were there walking beside them.
1: Yeah, I think, so I have to point out there is one like little tiny thing that we have to be really careful because we have a radio astronomy telescope. So we have to not have Wi-Fi. So that's going to be a challenge. So we have like lots of special shielding in place to enable us to communicate with on site. But yeah, there's like, so one of the things I know someone in, in CSIRO has been doing is loading a virtual uh, landscape of ASCAP. So say you are you put the headset on, you're standing at ASCAP and they're exploring ways that we can embed our monitoring data. So say you walk up to to antenna 15 and antenna 15 says it has a power problem and you can actually dig into that in a more visual way so it's still early days I think for how we actually adopt these technologies as part of our standard astronomy workflows but there's so much potential that comes from them
0: yeah, well, there you go. And if you're suffering from Zoom fatigue, don't give up entirely because there may be future technologies in place. Indeed, uh, the CSIRO and, uh, uh, and Vanessa are hosting a, a big conference on the future of meetings in, uh, in uh, the next few months in 2020. Uh, uh, a great lesson. Thanks very much, Vanessa. Thanks, Richard. There's a Vanessa Moss listen again to her lesson of course abc.net.au slash sydney there you also find details of how to subscribe to the free self-improvement wednesday podcast